Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Of all the misconceptions about foods I discuss in the clinic, the most surround eggs, so here's a few things that I'd really like to clear up once and for all. For a long time, people with high cholesterol were told to avoid eggs. Yes, eggs do contain fat and cholesterol, but not all fats are bad, and it's now widely understood that the good cholesterol within them doesn't increase your level of bad cholesterol. Raw eggs are not a better source of protein than cooked eggs. In fact, you are more likely to absorb more protein from cooked eggs and far less likely to get ill. And if they're thoroughly cooked, they're absolutely safe for pregnant women to enjoy too. Many people don't eat yolks because they're considered to be unhealthy. However, it's the yolks that contain pretty much all of the nutrition in eggs, so stop throwing them away. There is no recommended limit on how many eggs people should eat, so please do enjoy two or three at breakfast without any concern. On your next supermarket list, add Clarence Court free-range eggs. I'm telling you, the rich flavour and colour of their yolks really can make the most ordinary recipes extraordinary. You can find Clarence Court eggs in all the major supermarkets, including Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Tesco, Ocado. And to learn more, please visit clarencecourt.co.uk. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Food for Thought, a podcast on a mission to equip you with all the evidence-based advice you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, registered nutritionist, best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each episode, I'll be joined by special guests, all of whom can be considered authoritative voices in health, so that together we can learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with trusted expert advice. Despite the seemingly endless benefits that physical activity has for your health, most families are still not very active. In fact, the World Health Organization states that in the UK, we are now 20% less active than we used to be in the 1960s. And if this current trend continues, we will be 35% less active by 2030. Now, with all too many parents working long days and kids spending more time in front of screens, it's no wonder that an estimated one in three children are now overweight. 
So, joining me today to help us understand how to find that perfect work-life balance and keep fit as a whole family is Carly Rowena, personal trainer, fitness blogger, and mum of one to Jax. Hello, Carly. Hello, gorgeous. Hello. Um, well, I think the question everyone wants to know the answer to is, how do we find time to exercise when we're all so busy and so tired? Oh, is that the ultimate question? I think that's probably my number one question. And you know what? There is a really easy answer. A lot of it is excuses, which mm. sounds awful. We are all tired. We all have so many things going on. And I think until you make exercise like sleeping or eating, it's never going to become your priority. Mm. And I think that's what I've always said to people. If you can move and exercise has kind of been tarnished with this thing of an hour in the gym. Yes. And that's not what it is. It's moving. So walking to work or walking in your lunch break or taking your child and going for a walk to the park. It's just moving. So in that way, I'm sure all of us can find time for that. But we probably don't have an hour, but that's fine because we don't need to have that. I love that approach. I think you're right. We don't ever think of it as a pillar that's an enjoyable, like, oh, you want to prioritize mm -hmm. sleep or you want to prioritize nutrition. But like you said, my favorite way to keep active is walking to work, you know, walking to Harley Street and clinic. And for those who do say they have you know, no time. What do you suggest they start to do to in start to increase activity then? Where can they start? Yeah, I'm with you. I totally feel like at the moment I have no time and I'm sure you feel the same. And people who've got kids, I have a little girl and she's nine months. So I am with all the mums and saying you don't have time. And also there's a huge guilt factor as well. I think when you're a mum that you should be prioritizing everything on them and the selfish time on you is not so important. But for headspace and mental health, it's so important. So yeah. one thing I recommend doing, I did it with all my clients. When I used to have PT clients after a workout I get them to write down everything we did they would then store it in a jar and then when they went home if they had say the food was cooking the little one was asleep um, someone was watching a tv program they could just pull out a couple of those exercises and just do them on repeat so oh. whether they could find five ten or ten or twenty minutes that was perfect and that was where the workout cards came from mm. um, but for me it's just finding little pockets I mean we all have enough time to scroll so there is still time that even if you're scrolling while sitting against the wall doing a wall sit, that's some movement. That's so true. We do all find time scrolling mm -hmm. and that time <laughs> could be used wall sitting scrolling. I like your thinking there. I think what is worrying is the fact that obviously you're a mum and, and nearly a third of children now are classified as overweight or obese. So how can we encourage them to exercise more? Yeah, so our kids are a reflection of us. So I'm so sorry on this. And I know it's really hard. The more they see you move and enjoying it, the more they will. So there's kind of a generation, there's a mixture. We've got the kids that are growing up with parents who did like Weight Watchers and things like that, who are so fixated on their food. But then we have kids that have seen their parents do CrossFit, for example, or they've seen their parents work out in the front room to like a Davina DVD. <laughs> Those kids end up following. And we've all seen the super cute videos of yogis with their little ones trying to do the same poses. So the best thing I can recommend doing for your child, if you want to enroll them into different types of classes, different types of sports, amazing. Or if you can just do some exercise with them at home, playing in the garden. It doesn't have to be a workout. It can be just running around the park. It can be running after the dog, especially a dog is a fab way if you want to yeah. get some exercise to a family. Um, or it can just be playing games where you're encouraging them to move around more. I think like you said at the very beginning, there's the misconception yeah. of gymming. And of course, applying exercise to a child, mm -hmm. it can be confusing to think, well, what did I do when I was younger? But like you said, it's just running around in the park. Yeah, it's doing things like 
like handstands and cartwheels and crabs and dancing. Oh, a lot of it, I know I'm useless at a cartwheel, but it's dancing, which is one of my favorite things. So whenever I take on a new client, I say to them, "What do? You, how do you love to move? And so many people just think, oh, uh, I don't know if I do. And I'm like, well, do you want to climb or dance or do you perhaps want to run or jump yep. on a trampoline there are so many different ways that you can move and you can do the same thing with your children it's so true I think though the fact of doing a cartwheel mm-hmm. it's very daunting now <laughs> I'm further away from the ground but I know I may not mirror that for my future child they may have to go and do that with the other kids in the playground I mean what are the best forms that the whole family can do together so I don't know indoor activities or going out like you said to the park as a whole unit so as a whole unit I mean it's very old school but we all used to play things like rounders and tennis at home do you remember swing ball and you'd all play those kind of things I used to love that it's taking it backwards you know even twister in the house it's literally just getting your kids away from sitting down with their neck down playing on a game or on their phone Um, if we can try and improve posture it's going to make a massive difference then it's doing things like trampoline parks or playing in the parks and maybe going and watching a football game or watching a different game and seeing if your kids get interested by that Mm. I mean there is literally the most incredible classes out there and also don't forget swimming like going to a lake a beach swimming paddle boarding with kids I've seen so many kids trying those things you just have to kind of think outside of the box I love that idea I mean in terms of getting to the swimming pool as mm-hmm. well because I think we all have memories yeah. of learning to swim <laughs> and the little badges that you yes. used to get it can be quite motivating and I think to get people to go together maybe even just one day at the weekend just taking your children to the local leisure centre yeah it's so nice and also it's good for the adult because a lot of us aren't switching off mm. and actually having that one-on-one time where you're moving your body and you're out in the fresh air you can just be in a forest or you can be in a swimming pool you're going to feel so restored after that so many yeah. of us are just tied to being indoors tied to frantically doing errands all the time thinking we need to do a million things when really it's just taking it back to basics one of the things my client said the other day in clinic was that she took her family just for fun because they were desperate to get out of the city and they've lived in london their whole mm. lives they went to the very end of the tube line and trying to think what stuff it was and she said to be honest I hadn't really thought it through I just said come on kids we're going to go out of London today let's just go to the end of the See line how far we can go <laughs> yeah and I think they ended up in some random part but there was a bit more fresh air and they really enjoyed it so if yeah. you're in a city try and get out equally maybe if you're out sometimes try and come in yeah definitely and I've said it to clients before where you know people that don't like running I'm not particularly an amazing runner so I said to people why don't you do like a bit of a jog and then stop and challenge yourself to jog to a coffee shop and go meet friends or take three photos of something that inspired you or made you smile while you're out on your jog so it's not like I've got to run I've got to do a half marathon it's just I'm moving and I'm also taking in my sights and that's such a lovely thing to do and I've seen kids being on a bike while the parent is running and it's just you know it's lovely to watch I love that idea in fact you know taking pictures of what you see mm-hmm. be it the lovely tree like I noticed that it's um as we're recording this podcast it's autumn now yeah and I noticed the color of the leaves Changed. this morning I should have taken a picture of the leaves mm-hmm. and if you have a family you can get them to paint your leaves yeah and you, go okay, and you can do silly things like tell them to go pick up the leaves like it's literally yeah. movement so going out for a walk telling your kids to pick up three things that they loved and bring them home it's an activity isn't it so anything you can kind of do to just get them more connected to the world around them is amazing oh all this enthusiasm this is why we needed you on this podcast Carly and I must touch on something that I found incredibly inspiring and that is for you in particular working out when pregnant mm-hmm. um I know it's something that you were really keen to dispel the myths around I mean what did you learn training your body during this time so much so I am a personal trainer and prior to being pregnant I did all of the qualifications but nothing prepares you for when it's your own body and obviously 
it's hard because how many women are going to stand up and say I'm happy to be a you know a study for something like this so I kind of treated myself in that way obviously there was online criticism but a lot of people didn't realize that my job has always been in fitness and although yes I was exercising and what I might have been doing was more extreme than what other people were doing you've got to take note of what people's previous history was so for me I've always done CrossFit Mm. so I was going to continue with CrossFit but I was going to reduce down the intensity so I would never say you're pregnant let's now do CrossFit like that would be a really (laughs) silly idea but whatever you're doing before you can continue to do it just reduced and if you weren't doing anything that's where I'd recommend getting a trainer in or going to some of the classes that you can do when you're pregnant but for me I guess gut instinct became really primal and I realized I really had to listen to myself with food and with exercise I had to kind of switch off a little bit to people around me because everybody has an opinion. Well, you received, I remember you sharing with me some of the awful comments that people were making about, you know, you could be harming your baby. We both know that actually the literature supports exercise throughout pregnancy. Yeah, and I mean, I think that, you know, the people that kind of saying those things, it was 0.1%. And I sometimes wonder if those people didn't know me before and they just saw my posts. There was a lot of, you're trying to keep your abs while pregnant. My abs went within like five days. I couldn't care less. Um, It was more for mental health in total honesty. Movement for me has been part of my life since I was 17. Um, I would have felt, I mean, when you're pregnant, everyone treats you like you're ill. Mm. It's a broad statement, but a lot of people really do. They expect you to feel really ill. Everyone's, you know, kind of, Wrapping up in cotton wool, and I've always been very independent, and I haven't needed that. So being pregnant and everyone thinking I'm this sort of precious thing kind of stressed me out. And going to CrossFit, being in the community I've always been in, still being able to move and getting my endorphins, sweating it out, being around people, that hour was the most, it was just such a good hour for me and kept me going until the day I Well, I'm sure it also helped you forget perhaps in the first trimester how Mm. nauseous you were feeling or... (laughs) Yeah. What was that like? Because a lot of people do feel, I mean, every pregnancy is individual. Some can't get out of bed. Yeah. Others can, but it's unbearable. Yeah, it's, you know, every person is different and... I felt nauseous the entire way through, I think to about 14 weeks, but I was never sick. I've never been sick. I've never been a sick person. Um, so I think I was always holding it in. And it was horrendous. And also being online, I wanted to scream at everyone and go, I'm pregnant. I felt like being so transparent all the time. I then felt like, oh, I just can't go online in case someone's going to comment and say something. Um, I felt like everybody knew, but nobody did. Mm. Um, and I think for me, during that first trimester to be able to continue doing the things I always did. I did tell my coaches I would always recommend doing that. Um, Even if you're four weeks in, just let them know because then they can kind of have a level of, you know, of worry for you and they can just kind of adapt things. And also I remember doing a workout and it was like a hundred burpees or something. And um, I just got to the point where I was like, I don't really want my stomach touching the ground. But obviously, they've seen me do competitions. And, I, and my coach was like, come on, Carly. And oh. I was like, I'm going to have to go and tell him because yeah. my ego here wants to do it. But also, I don't want to do it. I'm going to trust my gut. So it's yes. really important to tell your coach. Well, when is it also important to um, stop exercising? Mm-hmm. How, how can women who are pregnant look out for that? Yeah, so you need rest days, definitely. For me, the key things are reduce the intensity, increase the rest time, and up your hydration. Mm-hmm. And really listen to your body. Like in textbooks, it says nothing overhead. I was totally fine. I was never dizzy. Um, I definitely recommend stopping the ab-based movements. There's just no need. But I do recommend working on a strong core, however. So like your compound lifts. Um, 
for me, I'd say you know when to stop when you're achy. Like as, you know, your body kind of changes. I was finding I kind of had a bit of sciatica going on towards like four o'clock. Everything was just heavier. So I always switched my workouts to the morning. I kind of knew that was when I had my most energy. Um, And listen to yourself. If you feel tired, don't go and push it. And also remember, as we said at the beginning, there's so many different ways to work out. So I ended up walking the dog. Majority of the time I was walking the dog and then I was going to kind of CrossFit, but the intensity was a lot less and I was just doing that more for mental health. I'd go for a swim. I'd maybe do some stretching and some yoga at home. You know, you just listen to how you feel that day, as you should if you're not pregnant. Well, equally, yes, exactly. So moving on from pregnancy to the fact you now have the wonderful Jax, who is nine (laughs) months old. Um, You might have already experienced this, but children can be very fussy eaters. Mm -hmm. Are there any tips that you have that can help tackle this? So obviously I'm very new to this. Yes, Um, you're beginning this phase now. (laughs) Yeah, Jax started at around six months. Um, She's only just got her first, no, she's got two teeth now. So I must admit, even for me, I was a bit like, oh, is she going to be handling these things? In all honesty, we we had a high chair from the word go. So she was always in there, even from newborn. When we were having dinner and breakfast, she would always be at the table with us Mm. to kind of make it familiar and make it comfortable. Um, We've also always had music on at mealtimes, but never like a TV or any kind of, you know, gadgets. Um, And I've always tried to have fun with her. So when we're having mealtimes, I I mean, some people are very precious about their house. We have got food on the ceiling right now. Um, (laughs) Literally let her have all the fun. I generally give her her own spoon and I have a spoon too because she likes to kind of put things in her mouth. Or generally at the moment, we're just putting our whole hand in in the food (laughs) and then straight in the mouth. Um, And just laughing and having fun and also remembering that she might not like something that day, but still keep trying because the next day she probably will. Um, And all I followed was the the rule of kind of doing all veggies. So for the first three weeks, we just tried every single vegetable. She's still yet to have anything that is... um, processed we haven't really done any of that at the moment we have had a couple of like snack things that have been made I think it was piccolo we tried a couple of pieces of um but in general we've just done all the veggies and then we've kind of moved on to adding in some fruits because kids love anything that's sweet so if you can start with the kind of more bitter taste it's just generally more helpful that's the best thing you can do I think something that I find a lot of parents in clinic come to me with is that they Mm. they do the sweet first and then they really struggle when it comes to reintroducing and of course it tastes delicious I've tried those ones those ones definitely taste better um but I can't And then I guess we've also given her, you know, broccoli, carrots, things like that to hold. And she loves that kind of learning. So it's really fun. It's messy. um, And a lot of it is kind of sharing and getting her to eat food with you, I think, is the most important thing. Don't wear your best outfit when you're feeding your child. No, I mean, naked is the only way, really. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like you said, playing music. So music's Mm -hmm. the only thing that lights up your entire brain. So it's so interesting because that probably does heighten her enjoyment at the Mm. time or focus on the food, which is such a good tip. So what do you think about shopping and cooking together as a family? Mm -hmm. So I know your husband, Leon, is incredible incredible and does it happen in reality that you guys are on par with this all the so, time I mean let's all be honest here we're not together all the time we both have crazy jobs just like everybody else does we try to sit down and have the main meal in the evening together if we can um I generally am doing kind of lunchtime and depending on which one of us has gone off to work out the other person is generally doing breakfast so as long as one of us is with her and then at some point in the day she has both of us that's kind of all we can do with cooking we always have her in the kitchen while we're cooking around I have to admit Leon is the better cook he's one of those ones that gets out <laughs> every pan whereas I just get one pan yeah, and put it all in. sometimes I think that creates more mess so <laughs> my husband's the same you know he gets every blooming pan I'm like oh just I have one. to wash up now. Just one pan yeah exactly. Um, so we'll show her and we'll have fun and again we have music going on and we're trying to make it fun um, so she is 
in the kitchen. I don't want to have her in another area while we're cooking. So she's around for all the smells and everything. Yeah. And uh, annoyingly, it's normally what wakes her up in the morning is when Leon starts making his breakfast. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to be in that environment. And do you meal prep together as a family? Yeah, maybe? so I haven't had any meal prep as much now. I'm generally at home and I do yeah. love just cooking things. I love fish dishes. So generally, I, I prefer to just make them. But Leon is always meal prepping on a Sunday. Yeah. And we do meal prep her food. So we'll make a load of bits and then we'll freeze it. So she's kind of seeing that happening as well. That's so good because there's a fact that one in eight of us now just don't want to cook from scratch. Mm. So the number is going up and yeah. up. But if you make it enjoyable, like you've yeah. said. Kind of do it on a Sunday night. Like we order the food shop to come for five and then we're all doing food prep at like six. And then she goes to bed at seven. It's so nice. And the fact you try and make it, like in the Mediterranean, they always have family meals. You sit down together. You see the benefits of social yeah. interaction. Do you invite other friends over now? Does Jax join you? Yeah, so we've kind of been very social since having Jax. I mean, day three, we were already out. And yeah, we've been very busy. I mean, we're in London today and she's going to come to all of the meetings with us. So we try to include her on the food. She had her first taste of apple crumble the other day and definitely loved that. Oh, don't blame Homemade her. apple crumble. And mm. yeah, I just want her at the table whether she's making a mess or not, I think it's the best way for her to learn. Perfect. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. I mean, we live in a world, like we've said, of convenience foods. And it kind of pains me when I see small children eating something completely unnecessary. And I, yeah. I see it a lot, you know, a pack of quavers maybe instead of a piece of fruit that would work. What do you tend to pack with you when you're on the go? So today, Jax mm-hmm. is in London with you. Do you have any go-to items? Yeah, so in her bag, she's got a couple of things. So one, she now loves water, which is great. We had to mm-hmm. kind of figure out which cup was right for her. Um, two, we always have some mango with us. She absolutely loves mango and it's quite nice for her to hold. Banana is always in the bag as well because that's super simple. And then generally now we do have either we've made like a porridge that we can bring with us or like a sweet potato or sometimes it's like a pea and mint because she loves that too. Um, And again, if not, we have had some of the piccolo pouches for if we're going to be here all day and we haven't got a fridge or a freezer, they work really well and non-messy. 
But normally on a day like today, I'll try and find 30 minutes where we could pop and go to a restaurant, yeah, breathe for a second and just order her something that she can have that we can mash up. I think that's the best way is that you don't need to order separate children's meals no. all the time. It's actually better for them to share a bit of yours. Yeah. And I actually tend to find children's menus are a lot to be desired. I mean, they need an mm. uplift. It's, just, it's very much fast food for kids, isn't it? it? Is. And I'm Chips always like, she would just or... love to have what I'm having, give her mm. a bit of the sauce and then mash up everything else. And yeah, she always wants what you've got anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Now let's talk about phones. So mm-hmm. we know rather scary that one in five of us can spend, just wait for it. I mean, some people more probably up to 40 hours a week on our phones. Oh. Um, how do you and your husband, Leon, you know, minimize mm-hmm. screen time considering it's part of your jobs as yeah, well? Yeah, so we've been really up on this because I remember when the screen time thing came in and it showed you how many hours you had and oh, actually my thumb was hurting as well. So I was thinking I am using this too much, yeah, from scrolling. So one, we've used the screen time app. I set mine from seven till seven, so it goes off, which is fab. It just means I can't, I literally have uh, phone calls and WhatsApp and that's it for emergencies. Um, Two phones are not in the bedroom anymore. We were finding we were scrolling when we should be spooning. So that came (laughs) off. Um, And we've just now bought an old school clock, which is just better. It goes off as an alarm and neither one of us are looking at our phones. So that's great. Um, also with Jax, she is yet to have a phone or really watch TV. I've kind of just kept that because I grew up as the generation that didn't have any of that. And yeah. I was an only child and I was re- had a great imagination. And I kind of want to install the same thing to her that she can play and keep herself occupied yeah. without needing this. I see nothing wrong with it. But I just don't think at her age right now she needs to be looking at any of that. And a lot of it is just so highly stimulating that... I see her personality changes when she's around like a TV screen and we're out massively. Um, So for us, yeah, that's kind of been the best thing. What else have we done? Leon tends to just play music via his phone and kind of leave it. And a lot of us set like a sort of five post minimum. Like I'll look Mm. at the top first five and then I come off. I think those are wonderful ideas. And like you said, how it stimulates Jax as well. Yeah. Often I'm now seeing um, families going out for dinner and I'm not judging. I'm not Mm. here to judge because you never know what the situation's like, do you? I don't know what I'll do one day when it's my child at the dinner (laughs) table. But um, I would hope that I could keep technology to a minimum because seeing kids Mm. on their phones or iPads playing games at the yeah. dinner table is a way to keep them quiet and if that's all they've known then that's why I see that happen but in reverse it breaks my heart when I'm seeing parents the kids are sitting there not on a phone and the parents are I've been to so many restaurants where the kids have just kind of been sitting and sort of just looking around while the parents are ignoring them because they're on their phone or you know mum's walking with a push chair and they're just on their phone or so many mums with headphones in while they're taking their kids for a walk and you know, that's kind of a lovely time to connect with your child. You can talk to them as you're kind of walking. Um, and I see why we all need our own headspace and everything. Yeah. It's really important. But I just think if you can stay away from technology until at least they're like two, mm-hmm. that kind of first bit they don't need, I just think it will make such a big yeah. difference. I want to see a lot of data on that. I think there is some out yeah. there, but I think it would be fascinating mm-hmm. as time goes on and technology grows to have more research on that Definitely. area. Um, so we've seen the government are encouraging us to include more muscle strengthening exercise into our routines, which mm-hmm. I know you'll be really pleased about. What are these and why are they important? Well, it's just, I mean, a lot of us became cardio bunnies, which there's nothing wrong with. But at the end of the day, you want a good round health and muscle is very important. And a lot of us, I feel like, are just trying to go for that very slender look where we are a bit more wafer and don't have much muscle. 
Muscle is the most incredible when you can touch a body and it feels kind of firm and you've got some definition and shape that is just, I, I think it's beautiful. Um, so for me, I'm always trying to get my clients to pick up some weights or pick up their child. I mean, that's a weight. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> it's quite a heavy weight. Yeah, like 10 kilos at the moment. So <laughs> wow. uh, I know. So I think, and also the independence, especially as women, to feel stronger, then you can do so much more. So my primary focus for all of my clients is to be able to run for the bus if they're missing it, to carry their own shopping, to be able to pick up their child without a detriment of their posture well of course so for me being able to lift some weights in compound lifts or being able to do body weight as well I forget that's doing the same thing is so important because uh, I read that we waste as much as 558 million pounds as a country on unused gym memberships oh that doesn't surprise me <laughs> no. and that's one thing I always say people come to me and they think they need to go to the gym think about what you actually want to do because if you are training for something specific, then obviously you need to go down a certain route. If a gym, and I am the same and I've worked in gyms, demotivates you, and it does for me, a lot of the time you walk in and it's one of the most self-conscious places I've ever been in because everyone's trying to fix something or change something. Everyone's looking down or looking at themselves in the mirror. It doesn't do anything for me because most people are just going to do the things they're good at. They're not going to do the things they're not because everyone's watching. Exactly. So I think, okay, actually, I just want to move. So maybe dancing's right or maybe doing a class is right or, or going for a run club or a home yeah. workout or a DVD or with a friend, anything like that. I just think, think about what you want and what does or doesn't do it for you and then go down the route that does. Yeah, the best advice because we know as we age, we lose muscle mass. It yeah, can and balance as well. So balance. many clients that I have that over sort of 50, 60 balance is gone so working on the sort of single leg movements and plyo movements are really important as you age just to kind yeah. of keep that balance i wish we saw exercise as more of a less th aesthetic kind of mm -hmm. goal and something like you said you want to pick up your child you want to be able to go and carry shopping bags when you are um getting on a bit you yeah. know <laughs> but I feel like that kind of comes from where your journey in life goes we all started out wanting to have a particular type of body and I would actually say it wasn't until I fell pregnant and just was in awe of the female body I have never loved my body more post having jacks or or ever been as kind to myself as I was when I was pregnant and then I think your views on your body do change a lot because you realize just what it is doing for you every day I wish more women spoke out about that. I really don't think there's enough people out there speaking about how pregnancy mm. makes them feel and how incredible it is to even grow a human being. If oh we yeah, speak we are amazing. It. Yeah, completely <laughs> amazing. Um, and then what about other types of activities that are more kind of slowing down? Like what about mother baby yoga? We've, we've heard a lot about that. Do you know anything about that so area? I'm going to be honest, working full time and having jerks, I have, I'm one of those mums that hasn't been able to go to any clubs. Yeah. We go swimming on a Sunday and that's about it. Um, but everything else she kind of comes with me and joins in on things but I cannot see anything wrong with doing anything if it gets you out of the house with your baby and it gets you doing some movement so if yeah. it makes you feel good do whatever you want to do and at the end of the day I think a lot of these classes are primarily for the mum mm. just for you to have that headspace it can be really quite lonely being at home with a baby they don't talk for a long time and, and no one's really asking you questions and once the kind of support's gone from the first kind of couple of weeks I think classes and being around other mums is really important and did you find find it in the very early stages for any mums listening it was it difficult to get out the house when you were by yourself is that yeah, hard yeah the more you just you can't it's just unknown and you're just nervous about things and I mean I did get out I have a very supportive husband and also I'm very stubborn so um <laughs> and Jax was to be credited to her she was very easy which was amazing she did just sleep poo and repeat and that was all she did um so for me I wasn't as nervous but I've known mums and been in whatsapp groups with mums that haven't left for the first five months and they're terrified too or they've not left their child for two years because they don't want to be apart. And I think support is the most important thing. 
talking to people and letting them know how you're feeling because there is a way to get through everything and a lot of it it's kind of just taking that first step and I actually think the quicker you can go out with your child I mean as soon as you can walk again or you feel you want to just go out because then it gets rid of that fear excellent advice Carly thank you so we've got lots of questions from followers for you today hopefully this will help lots of people the first one is from Martha and Martha has said since giving birth two months ago I just don't have the confidence to work out given my weight gain Mm -hmm. how can I gain my confidence back yeah super common because the body feels very different I definitely recommend if you don't have the confidence then doing it at home definitely and even invite around a friend if you've got a friend that you really feel that you can trust Mm. so again what I was saying before about putting out some different workouts in front of you following a DVD YouTube there is honestly the amount of free information out there right now is amazing but start slow the one thing that I think is amazing when you've had a child is you have the ability to start from scratch again because your body's changed so much so you can kind of correct all the bad habits and literally start simple so you can be like Any bit of movement is going to be great. So start less and slowly build up and you'll have such a great journey ahead of you with workouts. So I'd probably just start on some compound movements, some squats, maybe get a couple of home weights and just see how you feel. And you're only two months in. Yeah, I know. Give yourself time. (laughs) Yeah, it must be difficult. Um, Oh, we have one from a guy, which is good on this subject. Kyle has said, is there a best time... um, for me to exercise I was once told that the evening was better as a parent you know I'm struggling making time Mm -hmm. for my wife and my child so when should I go yeah so without factoring in the parent point the whole idea about finding the time to work out it is down to you it is personal preference so really when you have your most energy is the most optimum time so for me I'm a morning person if you're an evening person then that should be the time but If you are a parent, and I understand if you are perhaps a guy and you're working the hours and you're away, when you come home, you probably want to do bath time. So if I'm honest, I would probably say try and go in the morning because Mm. hopefully maybe your wife has got a chance to go a little bit later. You could swap. So she could be at home in the morning so you can do your workout. Then she's at home with the baby and then perhaps she can go work out while you go and do bath time and she gets kind of like an hour's relaxation. So that's true. That's kind of how I would do it. But again, it is very much down to whether you are a morning or evening or a lunchtime person. Yeah, a bit of teamwork there as well, I think. Um, Rosie has said, my friend tells me exercising on an empty stomach as a woman burns more fat. Is that really true? (laughs) Sorry. Do you want to answer that? Do you know what? I I just think... um, have a listen to all the podcasts, the Food yeah. Thought podcasts. But Carly, to sum up, to summarize, no, <laughs> no, yeah, no, that is not true at all. Um, you don't need to starve yourself. And no, then work please out. do not. No. And just think of like a car. Would you drive it across the world if you had no fuel? Like, no, no. I love the car analogy. Um, Sophia has said my daughter refuses to do any sport in school, so she's only thirteen. I don't know what to do. All oh, that is a tough. Age. Yeah, that's really tough. So first of all, there's probably a reason that you need to find out. Sometimes it is because of pressures from other kids in school sometimes maybe she's just not enjoying the sports that she's doing or perhaps also 13 is a really tricky age with hormones and changing rooms and body periods and all sorts of things so I probably would think have a chat with her to find out where she's actually at in her head And then maybe just remind her that sport doesn't have to be the things at school. So fair play, she doesn't want to do the ones at school. But there are things you can get her doing outside of school. Mm. And again, if she's seeing you do some of these things, it might change her mind. Yeah, I remember looking last year at some research papers that said that it's women in particular, Mm. especially teenage girls, it's the toughest age group to motivate to to work out. Yeah, I remember half the girls in my school always writing letters being like, I can't come. I mean, we've, we've all been there, just know it might be a phase. But again, just check out what else is happening at school as to why 
she maybe doesn't yeah. want to exercise. I was one of those. I wrote letters to yes, um, with my sister to get out of cross country. <laughs> and now look at us. <laughs> exactly. We move a lot now. And um, there is hope. Georgia, this is the last one, has said, are there any exercises you recommend for new mums I can do at home? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean not to plug but I do have a lot on my yes. YouTube channel and on my Instagram Definitely and I'm always sharing them and it is 100% just me on my social so if you ask me for something I will make sure that I create it um, but again think of the space that you have I would probably invest in perhaps a kettlebell or some light dumbbells that you want to have um, and then again I would start really simple and think of ways that you can kind of move with your baby around so I've got lots of videos where Jax is That's crawling so cute. all over me um, but you can also really use your baby as well so start light start simple and don't put so much stress on yourself it's just moving and before you know it you'll be feeling incredible oh excellent definitely check out Carly I can't recommend it enough I know it's just adorable when you see Jax <laughs> get involved it's, it's a lovely thing to do with your child as well so that moves us on to the best part of the podcast which is our fact or fiction round Ooh. oh goodness are you ready Carly oh, yeah I hope I get them right okay so answer fact or fiction to the following okay. you, you will get them right the gym is more effective than home workouts fiction the variety of exercise we do is more important than the frequency. Fact. Adults need more exercise than children. Mm, no, that's fiction. <laughs> Ex- yeah, I know children have so much activity yeah. and energy. Um, exercise is superior to diet for weight loss. Oh, I'm going to say fiction because I think you can do it with diet. Yeah. I, I but I would like you to do both because I think they're just as important to the Bingo. If you want to lose weight, you have to exercise. No fiction. Exercising when pregnant is dangerous. Fiction. <laughs> if you stop exercising, your muscles will turn to fat. Oh, fiction. <laughs> Excessive sweating while exercising means you're not fit. No, that's fiction. Because you can just be very sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you should stretch before a workout. Fact. Weight training will bulk you up. Oh, fiction. <laughs> that was an excellently fast, well-delivered, quick-fire round. Just on the last one, the bulking subject, yeah. can we just quickly explain why that's not true? Just because uh, we get it consistently. I mean, if you've ever been in the gym, let's be really honest, I'm sorry, guys. Have, I mean, I've been around and there's been guys training twice a day and they still can't get big. So why do women think if they were to go in that they would get bigger? Yeah. I mean, some of us are predisposed. We all have bit different body types, but you have to work seriously hard to put on size. It is not an easy feat. Nope. And I think also the bulky thing needs to be adjusted because some people just actually love to be, depending on the exercises they're doing, are going to be more broad, are going to have a bigger build bum. Um, but no, just doing exercise and generally the exercises that most people are doing are never going to make you bulky. No, we just don't have the testosterone no. ladies. So, you know, we don't need to worry about that. Um, so that nearly wraps up this episode because as with every guest, we finish mm-hmm. with a food for thought. Ooh. So mine today would be that I think it helps to think of exercise as leading an active lifestyle with your children and then you'll probably be more likely to fit it in, you mm-hmm. know, rather than thinking of it as an individual thing. So if you keep it fun and varied, like Carly said today, you're far more likely to keep at it. It's a long-term thing. So there's a double bonus to staying fit as a family. Not only does playing and being physically active develop stronger muscles and bones, improve emotional well-being and promote better sleep patterns for children, so it's all swings and roundabouts, Mm -hmm. um, you get fit at the same time. So the key is to choose an activity that will work for everyone in your family. So if you just rewind back, Carly gave plenty of examples there. So Carly, if you could share with us... Mm -hmm. One food for thought today. Yeah, so it's my ethos that I share all the time, which is move because you want to, eat because you can. 
Oh. I think it's super simple. Move because you want to. I mean, that you should start to enjoy it. And if you're doing exercises that you do enjoy, then you will move because you want to. And eat because you can, because we're very lucky that we have a variety of different foods that we can choose what we want to do and that we have the money to be able to do so as well. So let's not make either of those things about punishment and more because we can and we want to. Oh, that was absolutely superb. <laughs> Carly, thank you for such an inspiring thank episode. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Food for Thought. It really is amazing to know there's such a craving to hear from expert voices in a world full of confusing advice. If you enjoyed this episode, you will absolutely love what's coming next week. So please make sure you click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And please, if you have time, do leave a five-star review. It really does help to get our podcast out there to reach higher highs in the charts and hopefully help more and more people. For more information about my Retrition Clinic, books, healthy recipes, events, retreats, and so much more, please visit retrition.com and follow me at Retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. 